Welcome back to the Sim Geeks Podcast. We are your hosts, William Belk and David Shablock. Today we are joined by Tim Whitaker and Rachel Arujo here at IMSH in the Press Box. Uh, and they're going to talk to us about the SSH certification process and go through kind of their backgrounds as well. So, Rachel, I'll let you start. Oh, boy. Um, hi. My name is Rachel Arujo. I'm the director of certification for SSH. Uh, they stole me from assessment design. I worked for Prometric before, so I have 14 years in assessment design and psychometrics. Nice. And I'm Tim Whitaker. I'm the chair of the certification council, so the council oversees the certification process along with the boss that you just heard from. Him. <laughs> and uh, we have a various group of individuals, SMEs, that help with the exam, so I chair all of that activity. Um, my background's pre-hospital. Uh, simulation for many, 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 many years, um, military. Um, I'm currently a product manager for CAE, um, taking care of that. So that's about it. Cool. So we've got you here to talk about certification. I actually have two of them, and I know a lot of people that have them. So it, it, the basics of why get a certification, what what in, in, in a succinct sentence or two or, or a phrase, could you say is what what do you think is the most important to you not just the society but to you why do you think it's so important well to me it shows dedication to the industry no one wants to take a multiple choice test no one wants to go through the registration and proving that you're worthy and the stress of all of it so it does show not only your employers but fellow certificates everyone in the healthcare simulation industry that you are devoted to this and you're willing to put yourself through a really not pleasant process for it yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's it's it is definitely work. It is definitely, but it is rewarding as well. It, and to add to that, um, I think um, it's something that we need in the industry. Um, that's part of the uh, advocacy we've been doing with you know the uh, regulatory agencies, the uh, uh, industry, and uh, you know institutes. Because um, if we're truly going to save lives, we need to do this right, and we need to build things right under best practice. And we also, you know, the certification will help do that. At some point, we're still maturing, but at some point, uh, regulatory things will be put into place. We've seen some of it with the studies that, uh, you know, the longitudinal study that if you're going to substitute clinical uh, experience with simulation, they really want certified individuals building it, and you're following the standards. And that's, that's kind of important that we need to do that. So we're all in the sh shared mental model of uh, doing what's right for patient safety. So I think that's a, the other piece to what I see why it's important. And all of us need to, in the industry, we need to advocate for that. The people that are going out here taking the MCQs, as we call it, I'm mm -hmm. putting yourself through all that stuff. You should be rewarded. You do get professionally rewarded inside, but there, there's an intrinsic and extrinsic thing. And I think the extrinsic thing, we need it, people need to start embracing that, make it part of a career ladder um, and how you move through. And I know you just gave a presentation on this not 15 minutes ago, but you know, just real quick for us, what are the numbers? How many people do we currently have certified you know, worldwide? How many countries? Yeah, we're 10 years old. Happy birthday to certification. And uh, actually way back in the day, as you've seen on the slides, when we were locked in those dark rooms. Yep, really, it wasn't it was, that bad. It was Tampa, Florida. It wasn't bad. <laughs> um, you know, Ray, she was the first test developer for the company, so she's been through this whole ride. Mm -hmm. um, we're currently looking at over 4,000 people in 43 countries, oh. and we really are the only accredited mm -hmm. certification for simulation for an individual mm -hmm. um, uh, worldwide. We really are, um, and it, it is not a, a just throw things together. The accreditation process alone for us to be a certification body is pretty rigorous in itself. Mm -hmm. 
And the process isn't easy too. I've been through three of them now, and I will say I have noticed the evolution because I got my first my CHSOS five years ago, mm-hmm. and that was I. I you know, it was difficult. It was the first one. You know, how to do it? What do I get? There wasn't as much reference. There wasn't as much support as there is now. So since I've gone on to get my other two, I've noticed how much more support there is, how much more polished everything is. And, and I really appreciate the hard work because it shows. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, just taking CHSE, the approach, how to do it, and everything was so much. I mean, I can see your hard work, and I appreciate that. Well, we really don't want anything out there obviously that's going to make us look bad and part of it is looking at the items or the test questions or performance something we do every year so we have test questions and they don't perform well they're kicked out so we're never going to set someone up to fail based on that we only want to put our best quality forward so if you take it now and put uh, compared to when it first came out the items or test questions that you're being graded on are the ones that we know are doing their job performing well great statistics. The people who know their stuff are getting it right and we're not tricking anybody. Yeah, we, uh, uh, and literally, uh, Rachel's correct, the um, uh, designers, we, you know, we'll hear it. I don't like that question. And and it's a a valid thing to ask, it's just not written right. And then we have to change things around. Um, So I get it, it's not, the exam's not to trick you, it is to test your knowledge at a two-year level. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing to understand. If you've been in this for 10 years and you wander in there and try to take your 10-year head in there, it's not going to go well. You put it at two years. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's at that level. We're improving a lot of things and, and keep working on new references. Um, part, part of it, there's a firewall. So the education uh, uh, committee and the education department of SSH handle a lot of the, you know, uh, the review courses. That, then they also handle, you know, some of this referencing of what to use. Um, but we're trying to improve that. And literally, you were right. I remember taking, I did mine way back in the day. And the uh, you know sound book for uh, handbook for sound engineers. There was literally yep. one little page in there that had to do with a question. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, but it's a you know book that's three inches thick. Correct. Um, so we're trying to improve that. Literally, there wasn't a lot of reference available back then. So you were you're using research abstracts as a reference. Mm-hmm. Now, as we see, like defining excellence, uh, mm-hmm. the textbook that's a, it's covering a lot of things. Sim champions. There's a there's a lot of things that that are more succinct in the textbook realm now that we can use uh, to write, you know, and, and reference base the questions, so. Yeah, because I will say that I took my CHSOS well over five years ago, I don't remember when, but it's been a while, and people would ask me, well, how do you prepare it? I'm like, uh, now I had to go back and look at the content to try to prepare a group in my organization, my day mm-hmm. job, mm-hmm. and it was so much easier because I used the blueprint like I did the first time, but there was it was more focusing areas to help and things like that. It was, you're right, the evolution, I've seen it throughout the years and it's been great. Thank yeah, you. the blueprint, uh, and again, we just pre- uh, completed the practice analysis, which is required every five years. The first stage of the practice analysis. The first stage, <laughs> I, thank you for correcting me. The first stage of it, what that does is drive how that the domains in the blueprint are restructured. Because uh, we're evolving, simulation changes, jobs mm-hmm. are changing on what we do. And with that information from internationally as well, we can reshape the um, domains inside the blueprints and then the questions will start being built back behind that. My studying, I was kind of the simpleton approach. I literally took the, and she'll agree that I'm the simpleton. Um, I took the blueprint and literally I had three, uh, it was traffic light, you know, I had three uh, highlighters, 
don't know what that is, red. You know, and I knew I had to study on it. Maybe I know what that is, yellow. Oh, I absolutely know what that means. Mm -hmm. and, and so that, could, that tied me to the subsets of the domains of where to go studying for information. Right. Yeah. And the NCCA, our accrediting agency, requires a revamp or a revisit of the content outline every seven years. Mm. And SSH does it every five years right. because we want to make sure that everything is as updated as possible, as current as possible, and we're not testing on anything old, outdated, and you know, crappy. So actually, on, on that subject there, I have a question for you guys. If, sure. if somebody who's already certified or is involved in society in other ways wants to get involved in either item writing or being involved in that research, mm -hmm. how does that work? What oh do they need to do? Gosh, we put out calls for volunteers for item writing uh, every year. Uh, there's also uh, every step in the exam development cycle from the practice analysis, item development, reviewing statistics, uh, reviewing actual exam forms, the entire content of the exam, subject matter experts do it. It's not Tim and I in a room with you know a glass of rum going, we're going to just do this today. Yeah. <laughs> we involve a whole committee of subject matter experts and different ones for different Internationally, exercises. Internationally, I want to yes, add. Yes, international. international. Um, yeah. I think we've had over... 300 subject matter experts from over 25 countries who've participated at some point in uh, exam development. So I would say if you want to be involved, you can always email me. I think my email's on the website, I really hope. And uh, look out for calls for volunteers because I'm always looking to get people who are certified to get in and, and give me their expert knowledge. And then to push that question, you guys both just mentioned our international involvement, right? Mm -hmm. How many people we have across X number of countries. Mm -hmm. How many languages currently? I know this exam has been converted a few times or translated a few times. So so far we only have one language. Uh, we have it in Spanish. Okay. Uh, the issue with translation uh, from a certification standpoint is that it doesn't matter how much money you throw at it, the items are written in English. And so there's always going to be something that's lost there in, that, in translation, and uh, it's very expensive, it's time-consuming, it's, and it doesn't provide the same results because, again, the base items are written in English. So we're experimenting right now with... Um, I'm allowed to talk about this, right? Yeah, I'm around. All right. So we're experimenting Society right now. Society asked us to be here. I think it's my name. <laughs> Super secret She's squirrel. the director. I don't, I'm, I don't a, I'm a volunteer, uh -oh. so what are they going to do, fire me? <laughs> yeah, right? So. Uh, okay, well... Um, so <laughs> we are experimenting with kind of web-based, like okay. uh, Google Translate yeah. for the exams uh, and allowing a toggle feature. So you can kind of go back and forth uh, between how it was originally written in English and then the kind of Google Translate. Knowing that it's not a real translation, it's not going to be as robust, but that ability to toggle will hopefully give it... Um, Context. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. So we're uh, going to be piloting that uh, within... The next few weeks, I think, definitely this year with uh, the Italian uh, language. And then if that is a success and we're seeing that the people who are taking it have similar pass rates and are doing as well as people doing it in English, we're going to launch it with a bunch of different languages. Yes. That's uh, awesome. So that, yeah, then even though we do provide a, an accommodation for English as a second language in ESL, you get an extra hour for the exam. Mm -hmm. We're still finding that even people that um, in international areas that do know English conversationally pretty well, don't do well on the exam because the reading of it's a little bit different to them. Mm -hmm. And the toggling, you know, she's right, a little bit, of, it's almost like a little AI in the back end mm -hmm. to do that. Because try and translate, I can tell you from my job job that um, even localizing our softwares and stuff for simulation, user guides, sometimes because of medical uh, uh, terms and things, it does not come out right on the other end. Um, so it is a struggle and we're trying to find the best way 
to uh, accommodate that. I mean, we're, the certification, I will say, the certification at SSH is not, it's not just big profit uh, making things. That's, that was never the intent. We'd like to try to just break even, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we have to watch those. And Spanish was the, obviously the first uh, largest language. And we actually had people uh, that were some of our SMEs do that translation for us. Mm -hmm. So, and we may be able to do that too with partnering with other societies who approach us and want that language, you know, uh, uh, translated across. Yeah, we had, we, well we sent it to a professional translation company and then it came back and then we had a group of subject matter experts do the back translation and mm -hmm. change things to make it fit better. It almost has to be written in that, you know, in that native language, yes. right? And yeah. like you, yes. you kind of mentioned that. And think about any time you've ever gotten an instruction manual to your software point, mm -hmm. it was written in another language mm -hmm. and then translated to English, it almost never makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're seeing this go the opposite direction. Yeah, you literally have to translate it to the language then back translate it mm -hmm. to see how it comes back. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so it's not just throw it into, uh, you know, this little, uh, website somewhere and see how this all pops out. Because we've all seen the phrase, we've all seen the content that is producing the phrase lost in the translation. Right. Yes. And that's what you're trying to do is yes. exactly. you're trying to be the most fair, competent, you know, to uphold the standards. And that that's awesome. Yeah, we that's our goal is to be as fair and valid course, and yeah. reliable as possible, but huge unfairness. Again, we say with the test questions, we're not out to trick anybody. We're not out to set yeah. some ridiculously high standard that no one can achieve. Is there a band? I uh, think well, so. I think we have the official opening of the show floor oh, yeah. as we're recording here, because <laughs> that must be that. But uh, that's why we have good audio stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I might just have to get closer to the microphones. All right. I just thought someone was very excited about uh, yes. fairness in testing. So, guys, we're, we're up to four separate certifications, right? So we have the two right. exam-based and the yes. two portfolio-based certifications. What's next? What's, what's on the horizon that, for the next five or 10 say. years? That we can say. We are looking <laughs> into... Interests and ideas. We are looking into different titles, for yes. sure. They're, um, it's it's going to take a lot of effort, uh, definitely some market studies into it, yes. but looking at um, micro-credentials as well to kind of uh, cast a wide net and give recognitions yeah. Yeah, to people who are doing completely unique and different things in, yeah. in cert or certification and simulation. So the, the, we are exploring other things, and you know, there's two ways to look at it, you know, and where your role is in simulation, there's more and more roles that evolve, right? Yes. Similar to like a director, mm -hmm. something, you know, for instance. Um, those, there may be merit with those kind of things, um, but we won't do it without a lot, there's, I know there's two pieces to it. At the end of the day, we're a business, so there's got to be a, a business case, investment bookcase, and then there's also, you know, does it make sense um, from the practice standpoint? And we're getting, uh, do we want to pause? That, that band's getting uh, close. <laughs> I actually think it's better because of it, because it's yeah. getting caught in the video too. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. So hopefully you can see, you know, on the video. Oh, uh, people on stilts. Like yeah. So yeah, I like the idea of this because. You know, something that's been on the forefront of my brain and I've been talking about and I've had posts on is is talking about the business of simulation, which we talk about the application, we talk about the practice and things like that, but even just the business of running a sim center sustainably, right. efficiently, right. and making sure it's going to be here for many, many years to come, mm -hmm. that could be, and again, I know no information, I'm just saying that I could see the idea of the subsets of different domains, you know, being of interest. So I'll be excited yes. to see what comes in the future. And that's neat. I'm guessing by the band, we're going to be in or, or, uh, New Orleans next year. Ah. No, we're in California. It's like San Diego, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh. I, I, that's You're going to get thought. fired Anyhow. from your volunteer position. Oh, well. 
you know, it well, happens. Pay, it, it's, it's, it's New Orleans music, and you know, it's like well, because we're getting close to Mardi Gras. Oh, that's true too. Could yeah. be just that, or it could just be to get attention hey. you know, for the show floor, which is good. I'm, I'm, from, I'm from around Tampa, so Gasparilla is that's all yeah, I worry about. Yeah, we're Gasparilla pirates. Uh, yeah. The Gasparilla pirates. Yeah, it's like Mardi Gras with with a pirate theme. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. God, I was wondering because I was like, wait, is that a sport thing? Oh no, I don't it's get sports. It's on boats, so it's ah. yeah. it's like Mardi the pirates Gras with came boats and took over and Tampa, pirate, yeah. and yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, I, so, I digress. Yes. So going back to it. So we've got the four certifications. We just right. had the CHSOSA come out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, wh- what's the next steps as far, or how about this, actually? Which one, you know, we can't have favorites with our kids, but which C-H-S-O-S. one? CHSOS. Is it? Yeah. Is yes. that the one you're most proud of? Yes. See how fast that came out? I did. <laughs> I did. So tell me about that. Why? I mean, is that, so you were one that definitely vied for that, triumphed for that, you know, pushed for that and liked it. So... Yeah, it's, I think everyone comes to simulation from very weird places, yes. and everyone just kind of stumbles yeah. upon it. And yes. I'm probably aging myself and saying there's things that like make your little ET heart light turn on. Yep. So I, working for uh, the testing vendor, we just got assigned clients. Yep. So you didn't get to pick. So I had no idea that this even existed until this was assigned to me. And sitting in the room and working with the um, operations specialists and learning what they do and everything that they're involved with, it just lit up my little heart light. And I was like, I want to be part of this. I want to be one of you so bad. Like, and we got you. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> and I'm so happy. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah, the OS is definitely, uh, um, and you know, and as, as things progressed, and, you know, it obviously went a little bit easier when the mm-hmm. OS was built because, mm-hmm. you know, now we had some backgrounding mm-hmm. that, that happened. It was a struggle. I mean, literally, the development of those exams initially, I mean, I had my two minutes of fame on the stage, but the 10 years back, it started way back in 07. Yeah. And the amount of rigor and the face-to-faces to figure all this out and how we're going to do it. Um, there's a lot that go into these exams. You know, that, that's the one thing I think, it's not just give us, you know, X amount of dollars and here's a card. It's no. much more than that. Um, there, there's a lot of rigor. Again, we're not trying to become rich with this. But we also, you know, can't take huge losses. So that's why when we develop something else, we'll have to look at it from two two viewpoints, two different lenses. But uh, there, there's just a lot that goes in it. And you know, as we built the first one, then you know, everything else will start becoming easier uh, with the process. So, and it, it was brand new. I mean, it's brand new to the test company. They did a wonderful job. So, so is is the SOS the one that you're as well? You're yeah. one of your favorites. I, yeah. I always when I'm explaining it to people, I'm like, you know, we all come from this job. It's the coolest job nobody ever knew existed, right. and we come from it from all the different, you know, corners of the world. And it's a way to make sure that everybody has a basic understanding at a certain level. And so, and that's what usually makes people understand that one. Some might say we're setting a standard of excellence. Yes, uh, some might say. Back. Yeah, I would ding, say ding, that as well. Ding ding ding. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a, a part. You know. I'm both. I'm an HSE and an OS, and I, I was able. Same. Luckily, got those because now I can't. I would never be able to test again because of the. Yeah. I know the questions. Um, kind of. Kind of. So, but to me, to me, to me, the I was I was always playing both. I was an educator, and I was also this operations person all the time and from my background. So it was kind of exciting. The OS came out, and and I found that most of the time I was the OS person, and the yep. education was a smaller percentage. Now I'm not. Um, saying that the educators are not important. I just mm-hmm. found that, that that encompasses a lot of stuff. Sometimes you're the one-man shop and you're yep. doing everything as well. So we thought it was real important and, and it is a, it's a pretty broad scope. We've actually, I've had uh, directors ask if they should take that exam. I said, well, if you're overseeing the operations of the entire center, 
it's probably beneficial to be credentialed in that way. So that's one of the reasons I I obviously came into this on the ops side of things, sure. and that's why it was the understandable. That's why I get the CHSOS, and then I got my advanced one as soon as that came out because I just loved the idea of it. And then I just got my CHSE a couple of weeks ago, and congratulations! Thank yep. you. And so I. I I did it because, like you said, the flip side of what you said is I was doing so much ops, but I also do a lot of education. I also do it not necessarily, you know, in, in the uh, running the sim in there, but it's more of how to run a sim and all of that. And so it was important for me to get that, and it was a long-standing goal to get that. And it makes sense to, to balance what you're doing, especially right. if you're in that one-man shop sort of thing, like you were saying. Absolutely. It's a strange identity crisis when you come into simulation, because right. I came in as an educator, right? Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't until I started hanging around in the simulation circles and I'm like, oh, I do a hell of a lot more operation stuff than I do you right. know, formal, like what a lot of these guys would consider education or, or even um, content development. And so it's, it's a little bit strange, but I, I like the idea you're saying, having, having both options there and uh, challenging both of them, not trying to put yourself in that one box is important as right. well, which David, of course, just, just completed here in the last few weeks. Yes. Well, guys, uh, you know, we've, you've got other interviews you got to run off to. We've got a lot going on here at IMSH this year. Awesome. Closing thoughts. What What is it you want us to know before we before we close this one out today? Well, somebody said it to me last night. Maybe it was David. Hmm. So I'll leave you with this. If you're not certified, you might be certifiable. <laughs> exactly. There it is. Anything, Rachel? Oh, gosh. I would just say take the exams. They're not that scary. We're involving people in the communities who are writing questions based on what's important to them, their yep. experience. It's not stuff just pulled from a book for us to be jerks. Yeah. It, no, it's not. And, and, you know, I've talked about the evolution. You can tell it's more of the application of knowledge. But, yes. And then final things of what's the biggest piece of advice of somebody that's on the fence that wants it but just can't, can't get themselves motivated for it. What do you think would be the, the either a good tip or a good piece of advice just to, just to get them in going? Reach out to mentors and peers mm -hmm. and, and have them, if there's something that's holding you back, you know, people such as yourself ex can get them to that next step and step that over the line by showing that importance if they're, if they're really on the fence. I'd, I'd, I'd rather that somebody that has the certification, appreciates it, does that versus them, me being the, you know, the uh, stand-up marketing guy and saying, hey, take the certification. Reach out to your peers. Yep. They'll explain to you what. We saw three of them on stage today. Yep. That's a... Uh, um, you know, showed the value of why they did that. Only cool kids have certifications. <laughs> okay. uh, and I would say when you're taking the exam, take it from a perspective that's not your own, I guess. Right. Everyone has, you know, what they do in their sim centers. Right. And everyone has, you know, this is what I have and I make it work. Yep. If they have to think of the global kind of best practice, so step outside of yourself and what you do to just get by day to day. And that's, that's me. I mean, I'm an overthinker, so I know I'll read some of those questions and I'll be like, but it all makes sense. But no, you're right. I could do right. this or I could do this. Pull yourself yeah. out of it mm -hmm. and take it more clinically approachable. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate it. I'm sure we'll see you around here over the next couple of days. Yes. But thanks for taking time to come hang out with us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. And thanks for having us at IMSH 2023 in Orlando, Florida, live on the show floor. You were our first. So thank you so much. Well, we appreciate being the first. Thank you.